0: Good morning, church family and ministry friends. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to our online internet around the world church service. And I'm so glad that you are here today. Praise God. Now, before we jump into today's message, let's drop by the book of Philippians chapter four, and let's receive the tithes and offerings. We're going to bring them into the storehouse of God. And the Holy Spirit is going to work with you so that your giving to the Lord smells very, very good. Praise the Lord. Take a look at this. Verse 15 is quite an astonishing statement. Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. That's incredible. You you could actually say that Paul was saying no church shared or got involved with giving and receiving, but you only. So Paul taught the church in Philippi about giving, and he also taught them about the laws of seed time and harvest, that there also is the place of receiving. And having heard that and having had the maturity to receive that, they were partners with the ministry of the Apostle Paul. Think about that privilege where Paul shared the gospel with them, and they basically said, we want to support the work that you're doing, and we want to be your ministry partners. Woo! Praise God. Amen. Now, verse 16, For even in Thessalonica, you sent aid once and again for my necessities, not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. And that's fruit abounding, not just to some type of heavenly account, but also to their earthly account, because it's down here on the earth where we need it. You know, you just about can't survive on the earth without money. You have to have money to buy food, to pay for either uh, your living place, and even if you have your place paid off, uh, there's still maintenance. So there is the ongoing need for money, and God understands that, and He wants us to have more than enough. Verse 18, Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus, the thanks sent from you, a sweet smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. So they're giving the gift that they gave to Epaphroditus to take to Paul. That gift in the eyes of God was a sweet smelling aroma. The New American Standard Bible calls it a fragrant aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. I do believe it's very much possible to give an offering that doesn't smell right in the holy nostrils of God. I believe that there are some offerings that God could smell, and he's, God thinks, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad you're giving, but that's not a pleasing or soothing aroma. Now, there were conditions in the Old Testament about the giving of offerings, and they had to meet certain conditions, and if they met those conditions, many times we would read over and over in the order of the tabernacle and temple worship with sacrifices, that when it was done right, it would be a soothing aroma in the nostrils of God. Praise the Lord. You know, I don't think that if you had a need, let's say you had a need for shoes. I don't think you would feel too good if somebody supplied that need, but the, the supply was they gave you an old pair of shoes. Now, it's better than walking around barefoot, especially if it's real hot and the pavement's like 120 degrees. You know, that that's better than walking barefoot or better than stepping on a cactus or a thorn, but at the same time, who has ever gotten really excited about receiving somebody else's old pair of wore out shoes. They don't even smell good. Well, while many of us have the spiritual sense, not to give a gift like that. I have actually had some of those types of gifts given to me. You know, I was at the, um, Uh, the the Goodwill store sometime back dropping off some items. And they're they're nice items. It's just that, you know, I've kind of taken them through the life cycle, so to speak, but they're still nice, very nice clothing, say like ties or things along that line or shirts. And so I take them to the Goodwill because they can take them and put them on their racks and sell them at a discounted price so that keeps their ministry, Goodwill ministry, moving forward. And it also gives those who are having some hard times the ability to buy clothes at a greatly reduced price. But you know what they told me at the Goodwill? They told me that 90% of everything, that's everything, clothes, uh, maybe you know, like an appliance or, you know, a, a couch or a piece of furniture. 90% of everything that comes in goes straight to those dumpsters right over there. They said, because it's not worth giving to other people. They said, we cannot take junk and somebody else's wore out stuff and expect somebody else to want to have it. They're not going to do it. Praise the Lord. So these are things that that we need to understand. So in our giving, we have the right heart. We want to be cheerful givers, but we have the right spirit so that in our giving, there's not some kind of old Scrooge spirit that's tied into there, but we want to give something that, uh, in other words, if you're going to give something to somebody else, you would want it to be something that you would receive. Mm -mm. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now look at verse 19 now in its context and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Well, it's very easy to lift that verse out of its context of God supplied all of our need, but those needs that are supplied are, are a result of us giving in a way Where our giving is pleasing to the Lord, it even smells right. Now, we're going to talk about smell today. We're going to talk about the invisible realm of the spiritual realm and how smell is very real in that realm, just as real as it is here, but it's much more revealing and telling on the other side. Praise God. You know, the gift has to be pleasing to the Lord. I was ministering one time in Asia. Uh, let me see. This would have been in Taiwan. Yes, I was in Taiwan. And I noticed while I was uh, getting close to the very end of my message and the Holy Spirit, he'll start moving during those times that I noticed there was a man sitting on the front row that he began suddenly to become very uncomfortable And he even, and I'm not over exaggerating. He actually put his hands up in the air and looked like he was having an invisible fight with a voice that was speaking to him. And uh, I concluded my teaching and I I could see that going on because it's kind of hard to uh, uh, not see it. And I concluded my teaching And then I begin to allow the Holy Spirit to begin to move because I'm going to start to minister to people. And he came up. He came up. He walked up to me and gave me a a pretty good-sized wad of cash. And he gave it to me as an offering. And I, I put that where the offerings were being received at. And he went and sat back down. But as I start to minister to the people, I can look over. I can still see that this invisible battle is still going on. He put his hands back up again, and he's like trying to resist something. And he finally put his hands down, and he walked up to me, and he took off a Rolex watch, and he gave it to me. And then he went, and he sat back down. Well, I sat the Rolex watch in the pile with all of the other stuff, and I just kept ministering to the people. But afterwards, I wanted to know what was going on. So I went over and talked to him. And I said, hey, brother, I said, I noticed uh, when I was ministering there at the end, you seemed like you were really going through something. I said, what was going on? He said, well, I was sitting there, Pastor Stephen, and he said, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And he said, take off your Rolex watch and give it to Stephen Brooks. And. I didn't want to do that. He said, I was actually resisting. I was like, no, God, I don't want to do that. By the way, please, I need to let some of you know this. He collected Rolex watches the way a young teenage boy might collect stamps. You ever seen kids that like to collect stamps? And they collect a stamp that cost 75 cents. And they're all excited. They've, they've enlarged their stamp collection. Uh, he collected Rolex watches the way some people collect stamps. He had a plethora of Rolex watches. I won't tell you how many. His daughter actually told me how many he has. But um, it's just like off the charts. Um, so back to my story. So what had happened is the Holy Spirit said, Give your Rolex watch to Stephen Brooks. And so he walked up and gave me a bunch of cash and he went and sat back down. When he sat back down, he told me the Holy Spirit spoke to him again and said, I did not tell you to give him cash. I told you to give him your Rolex. (laughs) How would you like to give a big wad of cash away? And there's absolutely no blessing from God in it. Isn't that wild? God didn't receive that. That's not what God told him to do. Look, listen very carefully to what I'm about to say. God cannot bless disobedience. Mm -mm. God tells you to do something, do that. You don't have to do more. He's not asking you to do more. All he's asking you to do is do exactly what he said. Mm -mm. So when the Holy Spirit told him that, he got up, took off the watch, gave it to me. Isn't that amazing? Praise the Lord. It has to smell right. There is a smell on offerings in the spirit realm. Their uh, attitude emits a fragrance, an attitude of, of obedience, of love, an attitude of like, okay, God, I'll, I'll do it. Um, maybe you're asking for my everything, or maybe, maybe you're asking for the one thing that I really treasure or value, or whatever it might be. But there, there are, um, fragrances that are emitted in the realm of the Holy Spirit. Now listen again. Indeed, I have all and, and abound. I am full. Now he's full because of an offering that the Philippian church took up for Paul. I am full having received from Epaphroditus, the thing sent from you, a sweet smelling aroma a sweet-smelling fragrance, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. If, now watch. If it smells right, you get verse 19. Woo! Praise the Lord. Did you catch that? If it smells right, your God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Mm-mm. Praise the Lord. The Lord said the tithe belongs to Him. Well, Pastor Stephen, God understands I'm only giving 2%. He can't bless disobedience. The tithe means 10%. It belongs to God. And then when the Holy Spirit leads uh, for the giving of a special offering, and He gives you the amount, that's the amount. And it must have that right fragrance, the right scent. Woo, praise God. You didn't know that money in the spirit realm had a smell. Now, even in the natural realm, cash has a smell. But even if you're giving by credit card, even in the invisible realm of the spirit, there is a fragrance that's emitted, whether it's something that God accepts and is soothing to him and it's pleasing to him or something that he says, I can't give a hundredfold return on this because they're not doing exactly what I've called them to do. Mm-mm. These things are very important. Now, having said that and having read from the word of God, let us now honor God with the tie. Let's bring it into the storehouse and concerning the giving of offerings. If the Holy spirit is leading you to sow a special seed, then do exactly what he is directing you to do. We are trusting God to get the remaining balance on the field of dreams, paid off. The balance is at $68,000, and I'm in faith to get it paid off this year, completely. Amen. So, should the Lord be speaking to your heart to do something beyond your tithe? To sow a special seed? All you have to do is obey. And when you do, that goes up to the Lord as a fragrant offering that He receives. And when you do that, you begin to know that God is the God that supplies all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So verse 19 begins to come alive. It's not just something that we can quote because we've been in the church for maybe several decades and we've picked that up, that verse up, but it actually becomes something that is a living reality in our lives. Amen. Woo. Praise God. Amen. Just do what the Lord is telling you to do. Praise the Lord. Now, for those of you that prefer to mail in your tithes and offerings, please send them to Stephen Brooks International, PO Box 717, Moravian Falls, North Carolina, the zip code 28654. Now, if you prefer to bring your tithes and offerings in online, you can do so literally from anywhere in the world. Okay? So go to the ministry website, StephenBrooks.org. At the top, there's a header, and it says, uh, "It says give online." You can click that, and it takes you to the giving page. And there's a little thing that says "fund," F-U-N-D. Click that. There's the drop-down menu. You'll see the area for the tithe. You'll even see the area for the Field of Dreams, the land that we are trusting God to get paid completely off. Amen. Praise God. Because when we build on that property, the new TV studio, there will be no debt on the property at all. Praise God. And I believe we're going to build the facility also debt-free to God's great glory. Amen. Now, let me pray over your giving today. Father bless your people to be spiritual to be spiritual to pray about their giving to pray and ask what you would have them do and help that spirituality to be on target to be on target and I thank you Father God they're going to know you that as the God that supplies all of their need according to your riches In glory by Christ Jesus. Now, Father, we thank you that you are our inexhaustible supply. You can never be tapped out or run out. You have overflow all of the time with endless resources. So I thank you for your people's obedience. Bless them, O God, as they're obeying you right now. In Jesus' name. And together we say, Amen. Praise the Lord today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you for your giving. Now, let's go over to the book of James, and let me share a scripture with you. This was the first time I ever heard the supernatural voice of an angelic being. Praise God. I want to take you there, James chapter 4, but first let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we're jumping into your Holy Word, we ask that your Word would have free access into our hearts Thank you, Father God. Let your word come across today clearly illuminated by the anointing of your Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father God. Let the spiritual gifts begin to open up in the lives of your people. I thank you that they will be very, very fruitful in their walk with you. In Jesus' name we pray, and we all agree and say, Amen. Woo! Praise God. Again, we are in the book of James chapter 4. And look at verse eight, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Now, this is the way God works. God, by the Holy Spirit, gives us an inward hunger. Sometimes it is a very real, holy dissatisfaction. Actually, I had a young uh, minister on fire for God called me up this week and uh and just say, Pastor Stephen, I'm so hungry for God. I want more of God. Would you pray for me? So what what happens in these types of things? What happens is God, He will give that hunger, but we must utilize it, capitalize on it, and begin to make the first move. And so as we draw near to God, then God sees that initiative, and He will draw near to us. And trust me, there are Meetings, praise God. There are divine encounters that come out of drawing near to the Lord. Now, let me go back in time, years back. This was um, a long time, even before I met my wife, and uh, I was on a quest for God. I'd gotten real serious about seeking God, and I decided that I'm going to really start living for the Lord and not playing around, and I'm I'm going to serve God. I had made previous attempts in my life, and had made some progress, but I had really decided that I'm going to make a really, really uh, strong pursuit, and I'm going to stay consistent with it. Well, I began to do just that and certain things previously in my life when I was a young man that would frustrate me or maybe overcome me, I began to overcome those things by God's grace. And I was flying higher than I ever had before. And I was certainly enjoying my walk with the Lord. Well, there came a time when there was a family reunion down in the state of Mississippi. And so I, uh, went down to, uh, Mississippi for the family reunion and my brothers were there and, uh, you know, grandparents and all of that stuff, mom and dad, and everybody else, aunts, uncles, cousins, and all of that. Now, many of them now have gone on to heaven to be with the Lord, but this was a time when I went down there and everybody was still there. Well, uh, There was uh, like another one of the houses of the relatives that was close by that everybody went over to. And I was there too. And it kind of got to me, got real like boring. So I just came back to my grandmother's house where everybody was kind of like camped at. And uh, I came there and I was the first one back. And I went uh, into one of the bedrooms to sit down and pray. And when I was praying and just kind of hanging out with God, I heard the voice speak to me, a supernatural voice. And the voice said with very great authority, not as great as the Holy Spirit. So this was an angel, but the the voice of the angelic being said, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Now, the first thing I thought that's in the Bible. And uh, of course, I found that very quickly here in the book of James chapter four, but This was all still new to me hearing, you know, God talk to me and so forth. So through angelic beam. So when I heard this audibly, uh, the first thing that actually came to my mind was maybe one of my brothers has beaten me back to the house and he's hiding under the bed. So I looked underneath the bed and then I went and looked in the bathroom and there was nobody there. There was actually nobody in the house, just me. But the angel of the Lord spoke that to me and Anytime you hear God talk or you hear you hear God's word or an angelic being comes to you with basically a heavenly message, which is what he was doing. Then your faith goes through the roof. And so my faith went very, very high. and Then I really began to go after the Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So these these things of pursuing God, there are um there are various paths that he can take you down, but he'll take you down the area that, that he's called you into praise the Lord. Now we know what the gifts of the Holy spirit, that the Holy spirit divides those gifts severally as he wills. So while I've had all nine of the gifts manifest in my ministry and have manifested through me, There are certain ones, though, that are residing in me. They are residing so strong that I can begin to lean into them and begin to get them activated. Uh, There are others that have happened, but they're not very common. And so um, they're not my focus. Why? Because, again, it's the Holy Spirit who gives as He chooses, as He wills. So there are some of the gifts that uh, rarely would operate in my life, but the others that do operate, I put the focus on that. Why? That's where my uh, grace gifts are at. That's where my anointing is at. So that's the path that I flow in. But what the Lord did was begin to take me down the supernatural path of exploring the spirit realm certain things that He would want me to see, would want me to be aware of. And I, I have to admit, I'm very, very happy with the gifts that God has given to me, and the route that He has pre-mapped out for my life. I like it. I like the things that God um, plugs me into. See, Jesus said, if you try to keep your life, you'll lose it. But if you lose your life, your self-life, your, your will to do it your way. If you lose all of that, Jesus said, you'll find the real life. And that's what God has for you. And that's really where the highest level of living is at. Praise the Lord. Now, let's go over to the book of Acts just for a moment. This will be Acts chapter 10. Why don't you meet me in verse 9? And I want to talk today along the lines of the gift in the Bible known as discerning of spirits, because what we have done, particularly in the Pentecostal church and in charismatic type circles, is we have limited this beautiful gift into only two areas where actually it can function in at least five. And I would even say there's like a sixth one. Let me take a drink of hot tea and we'll talk some more about it. Woo, that's good tea. Praise God. Amen. But deserting of spirits used to be only described as the ability to see or maybe even hear in the spirit realm. Mainly, most of the focus in previous teachings was the ability to see in the realm of the spirit. And that's accurate. When that gift is in manifestation and you are seen in the spirit realm, that is classic discerning of spirits. Or if you're hearing supernaturally in the realm of the spirit, yes, that's also discerning of spirits. But there are five natural senses, Uh, the ability to see, hear, taste, touch, and smell. Okay. Now, if you don't catch all of this, just rewatch the message or take some notes, but let this get into your spirit. These five natural senses are also uh, just as real in the spirit realm. The difference is that in the spirit realm, they can be much more heightened. They can be much more vibrant. Praise the Lord. So we need to be aware of that. Okay. So we are now in Acts chapter 10. And when you understand these things, Many scriptures in the Bible, they come alive and take on a fuller meeting when you have experience in this area. Look at verse 9. The next day as they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray. Now, many of us know this story, and we're going to see very clearly a description of how God is getting the message over to Peter, a Jew, that the gospel is for the whole world, that Jesus died and shed his blood to redeem all mankind, and anybody that would put their faith and trust in him can be born again. So watch this. Peter went up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. Well, praise the Lord. So uh, not too much going on yet at this time of day, because it's you know it's noontime, but you know you have a nice breakfast and maybe you're ready for some lunch, but something different happens. Then he became very in hungry, very hungry. That word means intense. Peter was hit with something beyond the normal desire to eat. Then he became very intensely hungry and wanted to eat. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance. There's a lot of supernatural things going on here. We know that a trance is supernatural. A trance is one of the three types of visions. You have a spiritual vision. You have a trance. You have an open vision. Now, he went into a trance. The various times in which God has taken my spirit to heaven and I've walked around heaven, and I've seen things in heaven, he is always, for some reason, for me, he has chosen to do it in a trance. I would fall into a trance, and the next thing I know, I'm in a different realm. I would be in heaven, seeing things. But the trance is preceded first by intense hunger to eat that hits him. What is that? Well, first of all, we know that a trance, anytime you have a trance, what gift is in manifestation? Discerning of spirits. But did you ever notice that the intense hunger, that is also the gift of discerning of spirits in manifestation? In other words, it's not like Peter is up there on top of the roof, and he thinks, you know, it's been a while since I had breakfast. I I need a falafel sandwich. Boy, I, I, I could really use some fried fish today. I really do like fish. No, no, this is something that hits him that makes him even begin to like, I've got to eat and I've got to eat right now. That's the Holy Spirit. Get ready. I'm not just teaching this because I couldn't think of anything else to talk about today. Some of you are going to have these things hit you. You need to know what's going on so that you can yield to the Holy Spirit and go with that flow. Let me give you an example. Let me go back um, 20 something years. This was over 20, maybe like 24, probably like 24, maybe 25 years ago. I, at that time, was living in Southern California, and uh, Kelly and I were married. And one time during the day, I had to go run an errand and, and do something. So I was in the area of Anaheim, California. I was in a vehicle driving. And I was going down Harbor Boulevard, driving down this, you know, big road, a very busy road. And I'm just minding my own business. It's about, it's about 11 o'clock in the morning. And suddenly I got hit with the most intense hunger craving that I've ever yet to this day have ever had in my life. I mean, I got hit with a supernatural hunger so strong I actually began salivating. And I only had one thought. I need to eat, and I eat I need to eat right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stop just for a moment. The Holy Spirit came on me, discerning the spirits, which is what? The ability to see, hear, taste, or even smell in the spirit realm. I got hit with this taste thing where I got such a craving for food. Yes, I was salivating. What's he doing? What is the Holy Spirit doing? He is setting me up for something. Okay. And it's being propelled off this platform of supernatural hunger. What happened to Peter? He goes up on the housetop to pray. Yeah, maybe he had a little hunger. Maybe he wanted a snack. But suddenly, he got slammed with supernatural hunger, and the next thing you know, he, he wanted. I mean, he's craving to eat. Why? He also is getting set up by the Holy Spirit to be propelled into a vision that is going to reveal to him something that, as we would say, would blow your mind. Okay? So God's getting you ready for that, and it's based off of hunger. Now, I'm driving now again. The, the, the high, not the highway, but Harbor Boulevard. And I got struck with intense hunger so strong that I only had one thought. I got to pull off this freeway or excuse me, this road. And I got to eat. I got to eat right now. So I had already thought as soon as that hit me, the first restaurant that's fast food, that's open. I'm going straight to it. And so the, the first exit, I took it. And there I saw a Jack in the box restaurant. And I said, that's it. And I pulled into the parking lot, parked my car and like a wild person, like with like, I had like tunnel vision like this. I saw the two doors to get in and I was straight to those doors, pulled the door open and went inside and stood before, you know, the, the counter where you order. And they had just, I guess switched over not too long ago from breakfast. Now they're over to lunch and there's nobody in the restaurant, which was weird. Nobody in line. So I'm standing there and I, place my order for food. I got the largest cheeseburger they had. I got the largest order of French fries I could. And I just loaded up on my drink, the biggest drink. And I got all this food and, um, Whenever I go to a fast food place, I don't like sitting in the restaurants because I don't like listening to the music. So I got all my food, and uh, once it it came out hot and fresh, you know, because I'm the only one there, so it was all super hot and fresh, I took it all out and uh, opened the doors very, very quickly because I'm hungry, and whoop, right out the doors and sat in my car. And I sat in my car and I sat down and I put the burger here, got the drink, open up the burger and all this food sitting there. And I reach now watch this. I reach for the food and I look up and something catches my attention. I didn't even notice it. They're standing at the two double doors that go inside of the restaurant Were four people, two guys and uh, two girls. And they're standing there And they were actually blocking the doors. They were blocking the doors. What had happened is I had gone in so fast with such an intensity, I like slipped by them and got in before they could even do anything. And they were gang members. And they were there wanting to start trouble with anybody that would come there. And I don't know why they were doing that at the restaurant. But how weird that they're standing there, leaning against the wall on each side, and you cannot get in there without going through them. And so... I looked at them and the Holy spirit began to like boil in me. Like I I felt like I was suddenly somehow getting turned into Samson and I grabbed my drink and I grabbed my cheeseburger and got out of the car, slammed the door and walked over to where they were standing at. And, um, they had two on this side with their feet, like kind of like leaning up against, you know, the side of the wall and two on that side. And I went up, Next to the two the two of the guys and one of the guys was a bodybuilder he was huge and he had a, like a tank top white like uh, uh, shirt on with you know sleeveless and everything and uh, veins bulging out big arms big legs everything I went up right next and I, I I was fearless totally fearless I walked right up next to him leaned up against the wall next to him with my hamburger and my drink and I said so I said what are you what are y'all doing today and I tell you what, I could see the devil in the eyes of all four of them. And suddenly they just began, they got so angry. That big guy turned around. He was going to grab me. He's going to grab me. And it looked like he could begin to choke me. And um, I tell you what, I struck fire. I came on, the Holy Ghost came on me so strong that I, I could have ripped him to pieces if I wanted to. But I didn't. But verbally, I did. And I just, I blasted them. I leaned into them verbally and began to rebuke all four of them. So strong. And when I did that, the spirit of God fell and they were struck with terror. (laughs) Uh, You could see it on their faces. All four of them struck with terror. And, um, And, you know, I'm just like, how dare you stand here and disrupt this business and blah, blah, blah. I just, I I hit it on all cylinders until all four of them were turned into wax. They could hardly stand. The big guy, no, no, they could could hardly stand. They were terrified. (laughs) They were almost all about the break in the tears. I said, all four of you come over here with me. And I took them away from the entrance. That way people could go in and eat. And I took them over to the parking lot area. And then the Holy Spirit began to shift on me and began to say, now be, you, you, you've tore them down. See, that's what God told to Jeremiah. I have anointed you to tear down, to pull down, and also to build up. And when I had like brought them to that point, then the Holy Spirit said, now begin to minister to them and build them up. And I said, now God loves all four of you. What you did was wrong. And the way you li- have been living is wrong. But God loves you and he'll forgive you right now. You need to get your life right with God. And they begin to weep and cry. And one of, one of the guys, almost like, like in hysterics of, of anguish, he said, my God. He said, my father is a Pentecostal preacher. <laughs> uh, he wasn't laughing. I'm laughing because it was so crazy. Now get ready when you can flow with the Holy Spirit when he's moving If you can flow with that, he can take you into some things to get some things done that only he can get done, but he needs, he needs a vessel. Okay. You're going to be the vessel. And when that young man said that, because they're all in their early twenties, when that young man said that, uh, the young girls, or one of the young girls said, she said, she said, my father also is a Pentecostal preacher. I led all four of them to the Lord Jesus right there. On the spot, and there was weeping, there was hugging. I hugged them all, (laughs) prayed for them all. (laughs) I said, "Now go, go live for the Lord, and go and uh, find something to do, and stay busy, and serve God, live for God." Look, I'll probably never see them again until I get to heaven one day. And they they walk off, and that that vibrating power of God. It, it, it began to lift off of me because you can't stay under the, the anointing like that all the time. You, you'll like fry all your circuitry. <laughs> so I go back to my car and it start that anointing starting to come off of me. I go back to my car and I sit down and I reach for that hamburger and instantly all of the hunger left me. And now I was back to the way I was earlier when I was just driving down the road, already having had a pretty good-sized breakfast, not having the least bit of hunger. And I looked at all of that food now, and I thought, what what am I going to do with all of this food? (laughs) Because I have no appetite. Mm. That's what happened to Peter. Again, then he became very hungry. He was hit with supernatural, intense hunger. What is that? That is the Holy Spirit manifesting through him. How? The gift of discerning spirits and that setting him up for a trance vision that he's just about to fall into. Mm -mm -mm. Thank you, Jesus. Woo. Hallelujah. Get ready. Get ready. Mm -mm. See you, you get the Holy Spirit in your life and anything can happen at any time. Praise the Lord. Amen. Mm -mm. Let's go over to the book of Psalms. Of course, there's quite a few of them. Let's drop by Psalm 34. Psalm 34, verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Well, Pastor Stephen, that's just metaphorical. Well, there is prophetic imagery here, of course, but also in many ways, there is the ability in the spirit realm to literally taste and seek the goodness of God, the goodness of the Lord. You know, years back, it was, uh, this one was in the year 2004, 2000, what, uh, oops, 2005, 2005, my wife and I were, uh, at a restaurant with a husband and wife ministry couple. They're very well known, known all over the nation and uh, we were having a meal together. And they actually were very sweet. They actually picked a really nice seafood restaurant because they know I like good seafood. I like, I like a halibut, Chilean sea bass. I like all of those wonderful types of fish. Amen. Grouper or whatever. It's all good to me. And so we went to the seafood restaurant. And had a wonderful meal and talked about God and talked about ministry, talked about the things of the Lord, and laughed and enjoyed ourselves. And, um, uh, and then we ordered dessert. And for some strange reason, my dessert showed up first. And when my dessert showed up, happened to be at a moment when everybody else at the table was talking. Kelly was talking to them, and they were talking to her, and they were laughing and stuff like that. And it's kind of like my dessert kind of showed up low-profile. And it was a slice of key lime pie. I took one bite of that, and the moment I put it in my mouth, I knew that there was there was something about this food that God had touched the food, and I ate the whole thing. Uh, and right after I ate the whole thing and swallowed the last bite, they looked at me and said, "Stephen, well, where's your food? I, where's your dessert?" I said, "I just ate it." They said, "How did you eat it so quick?" I said, well, I, I don't really know how to explain this, but there is something supernatural on that key lime pie. I have never tasted a dessert like that ever in my life before. It tasted beyond what sugar and key limes and graham cracker crust could ever do. I don't know how to explain it, but that was off the charts. So they laughed and we had a nice laugh and stuff like that. Now watch, watch this. So, uh, you know, Kelly and I, we, 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 of course, leave the restaurant, continue with our life, just like they left the restaurant, continue with theirs. And a few days later, I'm back home. Okay. So I'm back home and I'm in prayer all by myself in the room praying. And so I was, kne- I was kneeling down. I was on my knees and I was in prayer. I'd been in prayer for quite some time. Uh, and during prayer, after I'd been in there for quite some time with the Lord in my prayer, secret prayer closet, um, I I felt, because my eyes were closed, I felt like something was going on. So I, I opened my eyes and turned around, and as God is my witness, I turned around, and there, hovering in the air, now I'm seeing this in a vision, there hovering in the air was a slice of key lime pie. My friends, welcome to the spirit realm, where things can be quite interesting. There was a slice of key lime pie hovering in the air, and uh. I didn't know I didn't honestly I didn't know what to think about that. So I just turned back around and tried to keep on praying. And I prayed for a few minutes and looked back over there, opened my eyes, looked back over there and it was still there hovering in the air. I said, "Okay, Lord. I said, I don't know what to think about this, but I said, Lord, there's a slice of key lime pie hovering here. What is this?" And the voice of the Lord spoke to me saying that that slice of key lime pie represents the spirit of wisdom and revelation. I want you to take it and eat it. And I took it, uh, reached out and took it and put it into my mouth and it tasted really good. And I ate it very quickly and swallowed it. Praise God. And that was a time when things begin to really open up for me very, very quickly, deeper concerning the seer realm or the prophetic realm and that happened primarily when i ate that now look at ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 that the god of our lord jesus christ the father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him so this is knowledge into jesus and it's revelation knowledge That word revelation means in the Greek to take a curtain and pull it back so that you could see what's behind the curtain. Now, here's the the catch. In the Greek, it it means that what you're going to see has been there the whole time, but you couldn't see it until the curtain was removed. That's really what the spirit of revelation is. And I began to see things after that, after I ate that, that piece of pie. I began to see things in the word of God and began to understand things spiritually like I'd never had before. And it was like fast tracking to catch up and to run with the Lord with all of the things that he was sharing with me. You know, there's a pastor that ministers in Africa today that over 20 years ago he died. He was in a village and the village was raided by uh, Muslim extremists, and they begin to kill all the Christians. And so um, uh, he got shot and they actually went and go and hid in a mosque thinking that would probably be the safest place. And he laid there uh, wounded uh, and after four days he died and he went to heaven and the Lord said, you're going to go back cause I have a ministry for you but while you're here I'm going to show you some things. And so um uh, he was actually in heaven for 4 days before God sent him back, sent his spirit back into his body. Which by the way caused quite a pandemonium um, uh, amongst the others who were also hiding in that place where he was at, where he had died at. When he came back alive, that was a shocker to everybody. And they went running out of there in terror. But uh, it's amazing what God showed him in heaven because while he was in heaven, he saw many things. And before he came back, there was an angel that came up to him and said, there's something here that uh, the Lord Jesus has given us to give to you. You're supposed to eat this. And it was a piece of chocolate and it was a, it was a chocolate bar and he said it was about the size of a brick and he ate that chocolate bar. And today, having, uh, having eaten that chocolate bar, when he came back to the earth, and even still today, he now has full memory of the entire Bible. He has the entire Bible memorized, not through uh, sitting down and trying to learn verse upon verse. It was downloaded when he ate that chocolate bar. And I've tried to watch a few of his messages, but they're all in French. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But nevertheless, he's still ministering today. What happened? He received a download when he ate that heavenly food. Praise God. Mm -mm. So it could be like Elijah the prophet eating a little cake that's baked by an angel. Or it could be something else in a different form. But you have to let the Holy Spirit work with you the way that he works with you. And he knows also what you like. Mm -mm. Praise God. Very quickly, this is a very deep subject, and I've only got time to cover it on the surface. Uh, Let's go to Isaiah chapter 11, starting in verse 1. Praise the Lord. Now, in the prophet's ministry, these things are much more consistent because it's the equipment that God gives to those that are called into the ministry offices full-time, whether it's an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher, God gives them the equipment that they need to stand in their respected ministry office. So in my office of the prophet, this is something that operates consistently with me. But here's the catch. Even if you only have this, let's say, now or then for yourself, you still need to know what's going on because this is a prophetic language that God speaks, and He speaks through smell mm, praise the Lord. You know the Jewish rabbis taught that of all of your five senses, the ability to see, hear, taste, touch, or smell. They say the one that's the most genuine in discerning truth is smell. because the others can be deceived, say like vision. you could be out in the desert. And you got lost, and now you're looking for water. And you could see what looks to be like a a pool of water off in the distance, but all it is is a mirage. What happened? Your eyes deceived you. They thought they saw something, but that's not actually what you were seeing. Your ears could even be deceived. You thought you heard this, but it wasn't that. It was actually something else. But out of all of your senses, your nose is the one that is consistently right. You could say that your nose knows. It's a very accurate measure of truth. Now, verse one, there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse and the branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding. So you have the seven spirits of the Lord. Uh, The first one, the spirit of the Lord. Okay. And then you have the spirit of wisdom and understanding the spirit of counsel and might and the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. So there's your seven uh, uh, spirits of the Lord represented through the modern day menorah, which is the national symbol of Israel today. Now look at verse three. His delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. Now in the Hebrew, when it says his delight, or in the King James Version, which is also a very interesting translation, it says he will make him of quick understanding. Both of those phrases in the Hebrew mean to breathe in and out through your nose And to discern smell through your nose. What did it do for Jesus? What he could smell by breathing in and out of his nose made him of quick understanding. What he could smell by breathing in and out through his nose, it was a delight. Why? He could pick up and discern truth just by what he could smell. Woo! I tell you, um, in the spirit realm, you can't hide it you can't hide the way it really does smell a lie stinks in the spirit realm truth smells like peppermint in the spirit realm and if you could get in the spirit and smell you can instantly tell what's what's a true what's true and what's a lie praise God and it says his delight is in the fear of the Lord that ability to smell supernaturally okay he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes nor the side by the hearing of his ears He doesn't need to. He can judge by smell. Mm -mm. Now, yes, you're going to use your eyes. And yes, you're going to use your ears. But the nose knows. Praise God. Mm -mm. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Matter of fact, the rabbis did teach that whoever this Messiah is going to be. I mean, I've read it. I've I've read the commentaries in the Talmud at all. Uh, Whoever this uh, this Messiah, the Mashiach is going to be, he better be able to judge through smell alone. Wow. And there have been so-called Messiahs that were disqualified because they couldn't do it. And and the rabbis would say, well, it's obviously not him. He can't can't discern through smell. (laughs) But you better believe Jesus could and still can. And what is that? That is the gift of discerning the spirits upon a person, up on a person. See the spirit of the Lord was upon Jesus. And he can come upon you too. You can start smelling the spirit realm. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Pastor Stephen, what does it mean that if I'm around maybe a person or somebody and I'm suddenly smelling sulfur, not naturally, but in the spirit What does it mean that rotten egg sulfur smell? It means that demons are present. Praise the Lord. What about cigarettes? I was ministering one time and I would say 80% of the people that were in this church service were all dressed. Men were in three piece business suits. Uh, The ladies were dressed in business attire and from across the look physically with the eyes If you were the judge with your eyes, you would say these people aren't smokers. But when I walked up to the pulpit, it felt like uh, everybody in the whole place had just lit a cigarette and blown smoke in my face. So I stopped right then, and I said, if you smoke and you're addicted to to nicotine, whether it's tobacco or snuff or whatever it might be, I said, come up here right now and the Lord Jesus will set you free right now. Well, I thought maybe two or three people would come up. Almost the whole church came up. All, now, listen, almost the entire church came up. The only ones just about that didn't come up was the pastor and his wife and the pastoral team and the elders. But almost everybody else was up front. And they began to throw their cigarette packs uh, on, on the uh, altar of the, of the platform to where it was almost covered with tobacco products. Amazing. Let me tell you, the Holy spirit knows things that you'll never know in the natural. He knows things you'll never ever know in the natural. And sometimes he reveals it to you. How through smell, trust me, what I'm teaching you right now is going to help you one day. Amen. So the, the gifts of the spirit, the Holy spirit divides Those the way that he chooses, he distributes them the way that he chooses. But I do believe you'll have times this gift will manifest in your life and you need to know what's going on. Praise the Lord. And there could be some of you, and I believe there are, you'll, you'll get a heavier dose of this gift. Maybe as a primary gift. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Alcohol spirit. When you smell that, You need to pray for somebody to be delivered. There's somebody that needs to get set free. Thank you, Jesus. You know, when I was ministering to the Chinese underground church last year, uh, I was doing extensive teaching on the subject, 10 hours of teaching on the gifts of the Spirit. And then when we got to this area of smell, Pastor Kelly and I, uh, we began to interpret what the Holy Spirit was manifesting through the Chinese people, and they would call it out. Then it, that word we get translated over into English, and then I would give the interpretation of what the Holy Spirit was meaning through that fragrance. And so, while uh, you know, uh, I have a book here called Supernatural Fragrance. In this book, I've got seventy-seven fragrances listed and their supernatural meaning, but. When you go into different cultures, it starts, uh, you start getting into things you've never even heard of before. So what do you have to do? You have to be reliant upon the Holy Spirit to give you that meaning. And he did. Over and over, Pastor Kelly and I were getting fragrances uh, that are uniquely associated with the Asian culture. But as they begin to call them out, the Holy Spirit would say, this is what that means. And we could uh, translate it back to the people. And they would be greatly, greatly blessed. Praise God. So this is an ongoing thing. While, you know, over a hundred, well over a hundred fragrances I've become familiar with. And what they mean by the Holy Spirit is still something that me and my wife, we're learning more and more of uh, every week as we catch new ones on a regular basis. Praise the Lord. This is a realm again where the Holy Spirit He reveals Christ and Jesus is absolute truth. The world today refuses the truth of God's Word. And now, what God calls perverted and sinful, now the world celebrates it and says this needs to be accepted as normal. My friends, first of all, we're going to stand on the Word of God. That is our absolute final authority. But let me tell you this, when God said that is a perversion, trust me, if you could get in the spirit and smell in the spirit realm, what that perversion smells like just for one moment, you would know that, you know, that God knows what he's talking about. And those things that God calls perverted, there are, those things are inhabited by demons, demon spirits, I could say a lot right now and probably get kicked off of all social media, but I think many of you could read between the lines. When you smell a wet dog in the spirit realm, you know exactly every single time the spirit that you're dealing with. You know what that is. Amen. Praise the Lord. These are things that are spiritual realities. The filth cannot hide in the spirit realm. It stinks like absolute filth. Mm -mm. Why? Because it's filthy, just like God said it was. These things are, um, there are demons behind these things that today the world says, this is acceptable, we should do this. No, if God said it's wrong, and God said it's an abomination, it is, and it is absolute filth. And if you're practicing it, Or you're doing it. You need to repent and say, God, forgive me. God, deliver me. God set me free. And he will. And he will. But you have to call it for what it is. Mm -mm. Praise the Lord. Did you know that every body on earth has has a spiritual smell? In the body of Christ, there are spiritual smells. Very often when I'm around ministers, I can pick up their, their spiritual fragrance. There was one man of God. I hadn't saw, I hadn't seen him for a little while. And uh, I was sitting next to him. We met in Jerusalem and I sat down next to him. I said, Hey, it's good to see you again. And he doesn't wear perfume or excuse me, or men's cologne. But as we sat there talking, this wave of fragrance is coming off of him. Now to me, it smelled like, um, there's a natural fragrance called cool water. And, um, I can't remember who makes it, but that's very, very close to what he smelt like, like a cool water, but it's all natural, no alcohol content, but he's not wearing anything. This is all, um, a fragrance of the Holy spirit. That is a unique smell that comes off of him because he's a very holy man. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Almost all of the great saints, particularly like that you would read about in the Catholic Church, they all emitted a supernatural fragrance. Those that were around Padre Pio, they said that he smelt like violets, but he never, ever wore a men's cologne, ever. And when I go into meetings, I never, ever wear uh, any type of cologne. Why? I don't want anything trying to distract me. But here's the catch with God. Even if you were to douse yourself with a perfume or cologne and the Holy Spirit starts manifesting a supernatural fragrance, it'll override anything in the natural. You can't even pick up anything in the natural, even. All you're going to start to get are these spiritual things. But just f- for my ministry, when I minister, I don't ever wear any type of cologne. Why? I want everything to be very accurate and very sharp. And if I am getting something, Almost every time I can tell the difference between the supernatural and maybe somebody's just wearing perfume. I can tell that difference. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. But you need to be aware that in the spirit realm, your offering has a fragrance. You have a fragrance. What is emitting from your heart? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord and angels. I'm having a little fun right now because there's a world famous perfume called angel and it had, it's based off of a, a note, you know, perfumes have different notes or a, a scent. It's based primarily off of a chocolate note, but angels, the holy angels of God, they love being around the saints who smell good. Come on. Come on. Amen. Amen. One of the most attractive fragrances to angels are the saints who are thankful for what God has done for them. Because that emits in the spirit realm, even if you never smell it, it's still there. It emits in the spirit realm a fragrance of jasmine. A very beautiful flower that has those rich, deep purple colors on the petals. That's what starts coming off of a saint. When you begin to say, God, thank you for my spouse. God, thank you for my house. God, thank you for my vehicle. God, thank you for my life. God, thank you. Thank you. That, that starts to create a fragrance in the spirit realm. Mm-mm. But grumbling, mumbling, complaining. And murmuring against God, be careful. It attracts flies in the spirit realm. If you do it enough, it will attract evil spirits. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Pull out of that stuff. Don't let some depression type thing come on you. That's, that's attracting evil. Pull out of that. And begin to praise God and bless the Lord. And you set the atmosphere of your home. Praise God. Amen. And pull the angels in. They, look, look, everybody likes the smell of nice things. When you go into a, a hotel and the hotel smells good, it makes, you, it makes you happy. Look, let me ask you a theological question. If poverty were holy, why does it stink? Now, some people say that poverty is holy. Okay, let's just stop for a moment without even getting into the theology of it and examining all the scriptures on it. If poverty were holy and represented heaven and represented God, then why does it stink? Why does it cause an aversion that makes you want to pull back? How come nobody wants to live in a trash dumpster? Why is it that we actually t- try to repel bad odor? Mm. Because it's not of God. Amen. God wants you blessed with heaven's best. Mm-mm. But, my friends, praise the Lord and attract the angels into your house. And around your life with a heart of praise and thanksgiving to the Lord. Give God your best always. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Strive for sainthood. You probably have never heard anybody tell you that, have you? Well, Pastor Stephen, only a few can ever reach that. Well, technically, we're all saints. We know that as believers, we are the saints. But there's a lot of so-called saints who are ain'ts. They don't live lives that are pleasing to the Lord. They let anything come into their eye gates. They let anything come into their ear gates. They'll watch any movie. It doesn't matter what it's rated. It's just the next one that comes out. They're there. There's no gate of discernment. There's no blockers. There is no level of consecration. Are they saved? Yes. But even the scripture talks about some that are saved by the skin of their teeth. Don't let that be you strive for sainthood to be a mature believer and to walk with God. It not only where you're picking up on these things in the spirit realm, but you actually begin to admit the glory of God through sin. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. These things can help you. Now, not all of the fragrances or scents that you could pick up as the Holy Spirit is manifesting, not all are always pleasant or nice. I've talked about, many of you have heard my testimony about the time I was ministering in another country, and a, a false prophet began to minister. And the moment that person began to talk, the supernatural smell of a skunk whose uh, you know spraying out his stinky smell it began to come all over the it just began to feel the air that I breathed what does that mean it means false prophet false teacher and then that person began to manifest supernatural signs and it was all being done by occult power there are I don't know why. There's some countries where the church seems uh, very, very undeveloped. Now, in many ways, the church in Africa is already ahead of the curve in that area because they've had witchcraft and occultism going on for generations back, for millennia back. So they know about that stuff. And if you go to India, yeah, they—if you want to see it, it's there. Some of the most bizarre and weird stuff you could ever even think of, because there's Hindu temples sometimes on every corner. And if you're looking for the supernatural, it's there by the boatload. But just because it's supernatural doesn't mean it's God. And I have seen false signs and wonders. I have seen demonic and occult power. And unfortunately, we're having more of it now in America as we're looking at certain elements of paganism that are rising. Now, I believe that's all going to get checked and I believe there's going to be a great move of God in this nation. Praise the Lord. But we need to be aware of these things. But let the Holy Spirit flow through you. And if you catch something that's, that's off, maybe something that's really off, like excrement, which again can uh, speak of a false mystic or a false prophet. Be aware of these things. Be aware of these things. Praise God. Everything in the spirit realm has a fragrance, has a smell. Praise the Lord. You ever get around somebody and you feel like, why? Why when I get around this person, maybe the person's even a, a minister. Why do I feel like the person's dirty? Why do I feel like, why do I get that feeling of a greasy used car salesman? Why do I get the feeling they're wanting to pull something over on me? Because they are. <laughs> Woo. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, of course, that's an exception. Most ministers, they're just wanting to get people saved, take people to heaven and fulfill their ministry and do a good job. But are, are, is there crookedness out there? It's out there in every field. Praise God. Even, unfortunately, within the ministry, Paul said, when I leave, there will be, there will be wolves that will rise up even among you. Mm -mm. Some of you are even going to rise up after I leave and try to, you know, pull the flock away for greedy gain or whatever the purpose might be. Praise God. So, yes, but the Holy Spirit leads and guides Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. All right. Again, this is a very vast subject, so I'm just I'm just giving you some meat and potatoes. It goes a lot deeper, but I want you to have a grasp, a handle on this. So, should you get with a sudden hit with that a sudden hunger, and you 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 realize no, this is not because I didn't eat. What's going on here? Okay, or you're smelling things in the spirit. And you're not wearing any perfume, and they aren't either, or whatever the case might be. You're smelling roses everywhere, and there's no roses in sight, okay? You need to know what's going on. Praise the Lord. Lift your hands if you want to come into this. Remember, draw near to God. He'll draw near to you, and as He does, you you get the package deal. All of these amazing things begin to flow. Lift your hands. Father, I pray for those that are watching right now. Some have already been smelling supernatural fragrances, even as I have been teaching. Praise the Lord. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And you're picking up on some things right now, cinnamon or nutmeg or roses or certain types of spices. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now. Now, Father, let these gifts begin to blossom in the life of your people. And let them not be a stranger to you. Let them stay close to you. And they're going to have the gifts manifest. I thank you, Father God, that you're going to show them these things, many of these things through smell. Thank you, Father God. Let it open up. Now let it begin to flow right now. Let it begin to flow right now in Jesus' name. Lift your hands and say, Lord Jesus, I've received the gifts of your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, we give you all of the praise. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody's smelling nutmeg, like, I I would call it like fall-type spices, like cinnamon, nutmeg, but it's that fall blend. God's going to do a miracle for you in the fall. Don't give up. There's timing. There's timing in life. God's going to do it for you in the fall. Praise the Lord. Glory. Glory. Somebody's beginning to get the cinnamon. And the cinnamon is God's creative power. It's also involving cleansing. And you might even begin to get uh, the heat or the taste of it on your tongue. That is a cleansing that God is doing, a purification. Praise God. So that you might speak the clean, the pure word of God. Somebody's getting grape juice. That's one I got in the early phases of my ministry. I got grape juice real strong. Somebody's getting grape juice. That represents the joy of the Lord. Uh, The grape juice represents the Holy Spirit. And the the grape juice or the harvest of the grapes would always be the most joyful time of the year for the Israelite people. Because the the grape harvest was was the best of the best. Praise God. So the joy of the Lord is your strength. Walk in that. Praise the Lord. Don't ever let the devil get you depressed. Stay happy in the Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody's getting the candy cane like the peppermint. It's the candy cane peppermint. Sometimes you see it around Christmas. God's going to give you a Christmas miracle. Amen. Praise the Lord. Mm -mm. Praise the Lord. Glory, glory, glory to God. Hang in there. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory. Praise the Lord. Somebody, you're getting molasses. You're getting molasses. Hallelujah. That's part. Oh, I I see what that is. That's part of a cookie. Like a molasses cookie. Okay. So God wants you to believe him for a cookie. He's going to give you a sweet gift now, remember, he said in this word, Psalm 37, 4, that if you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. So if you're catching that molasses cookie flavor right now, tell God the cookie that you want. Tell him the desire that you want. He's going to give it to you. Praise the Lord. Well, we're just having fun. Amen. I wish I was doing this live. That way you could be um, uh, either texting or uh, emailing in. Praise God. But nevertheless, go ahead and shoot me your emails. Let me know what you're smelling. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory to God. You know, sickness and disease has a smell. Kenneth Copeland, uh, the man of God, talked about years back when he uh, worked for Dr. Oral Roberts. Uh, Kenneth Copeland was hired to be a pilot to fly Dr. Roberts around. But... Uh, his help was needed in the big healing tent. And in his own words, kind of Kenneth Copeland said, I didn't really sign up for that. I signed up to be the pilot, but now he's kind of like involved in the tent part of the healing ministry. And he could smell the sickness and the disease. And it almost overwhelmed him because when you get all those sick people together, because they're wanting to get healed from the healing anointing that Dr. Roberts functioned in, but for the first time, Kenneth Copeland could smell all of that sickness and disease in the spirit realm. And it almost made him sick. He, he left the tent and said, I'm not having anything to do with this. And the Lord froze him in his tracks. The Lord, he actually couldn't move. The Lord froze him there, said, where are you going? He said, I, I didn't sign up for this. I'm out, I'm leaving. And the Lord spoke to him and arrested him and talked to him. And, uh, calmed him down and let him know, you know, this is, this is part of the ministry. So these are things that you have to be aware of many times in prayer lines. I can smell the sickness and disease, sometimes even the demon that would be behind it. If it has a spiritual root, praise God. Well, my friends, again, this is a vast realm. I do want to encourage you. If you don't have it, purchase this book from the website, supernatural fragrance following the perfume of his virtue praise god and let me let me say this the best smelling person i've ever smelt hands down is jesus he's off the charts amen praise god he'll take you into what i call like ribbon fragrances where they start to swirl and blend you know all of the really high end perfumes it's not one ingredient they uh, you know the designer is maybe taking 20 or even 50 fragrances and he's blending them like, you know, like a chemist to create this certain smell. So what the Lord does, is he'll start blending. Sometimes things, things can get quite interesting very quickly. Praise God. Oh, glory to God. Jesus is moving. The Holy spirit is moving right now. So the Holy Spirit's going to take you on an adventure in this area. Keep walking close with the Lord. Praise God! Now, if you're watching today and you've never made Jesus your Lord and Savior, you need to do so right now. You need to pass from death, spiritually death. Now, I know you're alive physically, but you're in a place where you are spiritually dead, and you need. To, and death never smells good. There's nothing about death or decay that smells good. So, you need to move from spiritual death to spiritual life, and you do that by asking Jesus into your heart and giving your life to God. Okay? I want to pray for you to do that. Now, if you used to be a Christian, but you walked away from God and went back into the sin and the stench of of sin, come back right now. Jesus will wash you clean. Okay? So let's all pray together. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today, and I give my life to you. Jesus, come into my heart. Wash all of my sins away with your precious blood. Wash me clean, Lord Jesus. And write my name in your book of life. Jesus, save me now. Thank you. Step into my life right now and lead me and guide me from this day forward. In your name I pray. Thank you for saving me. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God has made you clean, hasn't he? It came off of you, didn't it? You've passed from death to life. Glory to God. Yes, you're clean. He's taken all of your sin away. Now serve him. Walk close to him all the days of your life. Now, I would like to invite all believers who are watching to take Holy Communion with us together, as around the world we are receiving Communion. Grab a piece of unleavened bread or a little cracker, a piece of bread, whatever you have, and grab some grape juice. If you don't have grape juice, use what you've got. Praise the Lord, but stay away from alcohol. Pastor Stephen, how much alcohol is too much? Any. Just stay away from alcohol. It's the number one killer. It kills, uh, it's out. does people with heart disease and all of these other things. It kills more people than drugs. You know, we hear about the fentanyl crisis and all of this and all of that. It can't touch alcohol. It's still the major, major killer. Stay away from alcohol. Praise God. So get some grape juice or whatever you can find available. Praise God. That's good to drink. Amen. Okay? So let's bless it. Father, we thank you for the bread and the juice. We bless it. We set it apart as being holy. And we thank you that this is now the flesh and the blood of Jesus. Father, we're so thankful that we belong to you, that we're in your family. And as we receive the Lord's body, we thank you for the gifts of your spirit being active in our lives. Father, we thank you that we won't all have the same gifts. There's nine of them. You, you, your spirit distributes them as he chooses. But we do receive what he has for us. We thank you for the gift of discerning of spirits. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Let's partake of the Lord's body together. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus. We receive it now. His mighty cleansing power. His protection over our lives. We thank you for the blood of Jesus all over our minds, our spirit, our bodies. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's receive together. Now those of you that smelt something in the spirit realm, why don't you just email me? Let me know what you caught. Okay. Praise the Lord. I probably won't be able to email everybody back. Um, I'll try to do a few, but remember a whole bunch usually come in. But if you were smelling something in the spirit realm, I'd love to know that. Praise God. Cause I know many of you were praise the Lord. Now, if you didn't, that's okay. The gift I believe has been activated and let the gift come to you also that the Holy Spirit has for you. But just be aware that when the Holy Spirit is moving, when it's supernatural, know what's going on so that you can flow with that and get out of it what, what it is the Holy Spirit's wanting to get over to you, or even sometimes through you. Praise the Lord. All right. We're also continuing on with our early morning time of seeking God, getting an hour minimum of prayer time in with the Lord, and we are going for the 77 days that will end on the Feast of Trumpets. I believe there are those out of out there that are still hanging along on this journey. On this quest after seeking God. Amen. So hang in there. Keep pursuing the Lord. And as you do, you will have those wonderful encounters with God. Amen. So keep pursuing the Lord. Thanks for watching today. And I look forward to seeing you back again real soon. Have a great week. Bye-bye.